Hello, welcome to another edition of the Evan Eisen Show. A day late. Uh, I normally try and release these every other Thursday, but eh, today uh, a, a day off isn't that isn't that big of a deal. Uh, my guest this week is someone that I went to high school with that we graduated from Four City High School together in the ancient days of 2011, which where we are right now in 2020 just feels like ancient Egypt. In the ancient days of 2011, we graduated high school together. Uh, she recently became a mom in October, so we'll talk about just her experiences of being a new mom during COVID-19, and also some things that were introduced in quarantine that we wouldn't mind if they just stayed things forever. It's April McCormick Quinlan. April, how you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. This is... I will apologize if you hear my dog snorting and whatever in the background. She cannot make up her mind, but I'm good. That's kind. Great. That's kind of what dogs do. I, I suppose yeah. we'll start with this. It's going to be our ten-year high school reunion coming up, which feels wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like your parents go to their high school reunion, not you know. Not us. <laughs> like, we can't be that old to have high school reunions. What? Yeah, uh, our 10-year... Are you going to go to the 10-year if we have one? Um, It's hard to say. Probably not. Um, Because that would be, what, next summer? Uh, so at some point in 2021, but probably next summer. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll have a one and a half year old at that point and you know if if my husband thinks that he wants more who knows what my situation might be at that point so probably not <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'll go to like the people from high school that i want to talk to i still talk to uh yeah i mean i wasn't gonna get into that but yeah like anyone that <laughs> that i feel i want to have a relationship with i have a relationship with so. i mean there was a time where you needed things like high school reunions because once upon a time once you graduated school and moved on like they were just gone from your lives you just yeah. ne you just huh. never saw them again but now with like but now with facebook twitter uh, you know like instagram pick whatever social media thing you want to talk about if you want to keep in touch with people, even though you've moved on in life, you can do it mm -hmm. a lot easier than at any other point in history. And I suppose to sort of talk about how the high school reunion has kind of outlived its concept now that like Facebook and Instagram are a thing, I suppose before we get into like the whole, do, do you want to start with what it's like being a new mom under quarantine, or do you just want to start with quarantine things we wouldn't mind if they stuck around? Um, I'm, I'm cool with whatever. Um, you know, it's your show. You can, you can decide where we start, where we land. Yeah, I know. I know that it's kind of like my job to drive the bus, but sometimes I like to ask the passenger which way they want to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where are you going? I don't know how to get there. <laughs> Yeah, I have to pull up this Google Maps thing, and it says proceed to the route, yeah. but I'm on the route right now. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I suppose we'll start with, uh, I suppose we'll start with being a new mom in quarantine. So, 
if I did the math right, you say by next summer he'll be a year and a half, so that means he was born in like what, October, November? October, yep. So which means that when this whole COVID nineteen thing happened, he was still an infant. Uh mm-hmm. how was how was that balancing between being a new mom and dealing with nationwide lockdown and quarantine? Um, you know, it was definitely a challenge. I I never realized how much uh, my husband Alex and I, I rely on um, like his mom who lives in town and his dad who lives in town. I never realized how much we really rely on them for um, support being new parents until we couldn't go see them. <laughs> And until it was like, hey, you're you're home. The only place you are allowed to go is the grocery store or Walgreens to pick up medication, Um, which for us is in the grocery store. So it definitely was um, not something that I ever thought I would be doing, you know, back last year when I was pregnant still, or even just in October when he was born as a newborn. Um, I was like, oh yeah, during flu season, you know, we'll probably stay home or like with the baby, like we'll only go to our parent, like my mom's house in Four City or, you know, to Alex's mom's here in town um, because babies in flu season don't really mix very well. Um, I never thought that I would be <laughs> be adding a global pandemic to that dialogue. Um, so Alex was still working when I was furloughed. Um, he is considered an essential employee because technically what he does is considered medical. So he was still working. So I was it was me and the baby 24-7, um, which... Definitely was a challenge, but it was great at the same time. You know, he was five months old when I was first furloughed. Um, so he wasn't really crawling around yet. He was still pretty dependent on me for just about everything. Um, getting around, feeding, playing, all of that. Um, he... Uh, I mean, now at almost 10 months old, he's pretty independent. So it was definitely a huge uh, adjustment for the both of us. Um, his routine got all mixed up before at daycare. You know, he had a pretty solid routine that he followed. And then he's home with mom where it's like, oh, we wake up whenever. We take a nap whenever. We go to sleep whenever. We eat whenever. And um, so the first, I'd say, couple weeks were pretty were pretty rough but we adjusted you know I realized that while I I really like being a working mom I like working I like having stuff to do um I wouldn't be totally upset if if I had to be a stay-at-home mom I'm I'm built for that life I think I could do that but we had a lot of fun I was definitely very thankful to have some extra time with him um because maternity leave, it seems like it always goes by way too quickly. Um, I had about eight weeks of maternity leave that I took, and then I was furloughed for another eight weeks. So it was fun to 
to get another sizable chunk of time with him. But it was definitely, you know, a lot of anxiety too, because Alex would come home from work and before he could even really say hello to either one of us, he would have to go and take a shower and change his clothes before he could even like say hello. Um, And, you know, our groceries, we were wiping everything down with um, like Clorox wipes and, um, you know, just thinking about like a plan, like we have a third bedroom that we don't currently use. It's a guest room and we turned it into a sick room so that if one of us got sick, um, we could self-isolate. And, you know, we had a plan for if God forbid the baby got sick. Um, we kind of had all that stuff lined up, which is not something that as a new parent, you think you're going to have to do. Um, but just, um, I really enjoyed the time with him, I guess, is the trying to keep the anxiety at bay and not, and not think about it or, or talk about it a whole lot when it was just me. Um, and just enjoy my time with the baby and um, all that. So as someone like me who didn't really lose their job when this whole thing happened, it was COVID-19 happened, work immediately declared us essential, and we were just like right back, and we were just kind of like just keep on, we're just going to keep on keeping on until like basically the government tells us we can't. So uh, mm-hmm. what, what is uh, what is what is it like being furloughed? Because you're not fired, but you're not not fired. Like, <laughs> like how, how, how would you it was explain a it? Or a leave of absence without pay. <laughs> did you really get a choice, or do they just tell you, hey, you're being yeah. furloughed, so don't bother coming in to... Yeah. That's exactly what it was. We had a uh, We had a big conference call. There were some stores in my district that were furloughed before the rest of the company uh, temporarily shut down. And so on this conference call... Um, my district manager was like, you know, Hey, this is what's going on. You're going to have to let me get through it. Then I'll answer any questions. And she's like, you know, due to the COVID-19 pandemic and looking at the numbers in the area, as far as like the number of cases and community spread in that point, um, you know, and looking at that sort of thing from your public health department, she's like, the company's made the decision to, temporarily uh close your boutiques um hoping it's only for two weeks but uh could be longer and ended up being about four times longer um but it was basically so this is what it means is you are still employed but you will not be getting paid um and you cannot do any work so i couldn't check my email my work email I couldn't respond to any emails. I couldn't um, really do anything other than tell my employees what was going on. <laughs> All I could do was tell my employees, hey, this is what's happening. The company is shutting us down for the time being. When I know more, I'll, you know. Um, but basically, was not allowed to work because they were not going to be paying us. And so, you know, if you're going to work, you have to be paid type of thing. 
And especially with a brand new baby at home, and it's like, hey, um, hey, I just, hey, honey, I just want to let you know that uh, our income's gonna get slashed by half. So, uh, uh yeah. <clears throat> it was uh, that was a huge. I think I had like a panic attack that morning. Like Alex is trying to get ready to go to work. He's like, do I need to call in? Do what do you, what do I do? You know. Um. Luckily, the unemployment benefits were offered to people that were temporarily laid off due to COVID-19. So I was able to file for unemployment. Um, And then with the CARES Act as well, that that definitely helped. So those eight weeks I was furloughed, I actually was making more than I make normally. I was, every week I was having my pay like my full pay deposited instead of every two weeks um so that was uh that was very nice to be able to put that money into savings to build that up should anything like this ever happen again (laughs) um but yeah definitely definitely had a moment of panic of oh my gosh how are we going to pay for anything how are we going to make our house payment how are we going to pay our bills how are we going to pay our student loans um so yeah, well on the plus side when it comes to student loans like a lot of companies just said yeah we're just going to suspend payments for a while so like you just didn't so a lot of people didn't really have to worry about that sort of thing they just kind of just said yeah you can just take a few months off for student loans so that was yeah that, that was that was important that was- that was definitely good that I believe I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I believe that was the government stepped in and said, Hey, we're putting a forbearance, like a federal forbearance yeah. on student loans until at least September. Yeah. I was like two months away from getting it all paid off before this well, all went down. I know. But like, if you're giving me the option to not do it. Okay. <laughs> like I'm, I'm well, not I mean- going to, I mean, I'm not going to argue against that. Yeah. It's definitely, it was definitely nice to have that reprieve of, you know, like, hey, nothing's going to happen to you if you don't pay. You know, Um, obviously your interest will still accrue, um, but I I don't know if anything happened. I paid off all the interest. I just have like a hundred and whatever dollars in principal. So like I was like two I was like two payments away from just being done with it, and they said, "Oh, you don't have to pay this until like September." I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just not gonna do that. Like, yeah, you... it's it was definitely nice to have that reprieve. Um, and that that took some of the anxiety off too was not having that student loan payment. Um, but you know. Still had to make a house payment. Still had to pay for electricity and water and all of that. So, um, luckily, we were in a fortunate position where my husband was still working. So, if things were tight for a while, they were they were going to be tight for a while. But it's not like we wouldn't survive. Um, and then we were very fortunate when the unemployment benefits were offered to. Um, people that were temporarily temporarily laid off, so that took a lot of anxiety off of off of my chest too. Yeah, I I I don't know what I would do like if I just got told, yeah, you can't come to work, and also we're not paying you. 
So just uh, sit at home and do nothing for a while. <laughs> like it kind of reminded yeah, oh my God. It, it kind of like reminded me of like what it would be like if I was still like school age if like during high school, like there was no, it was so anticlimactic, like mid March, they're like, okay, you guys are done. Just go home. Like after a while, it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is great. But after like two, three weeks it's like, okay, like I'm kind of over it. Can we just like do something else now? It's like the novelty yeah. of that would wear off almost immediately. They ended up doing some kind of prom in like June or July. So they still got to have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be going through my senior year, especially if you play a summer sport like softball and you're just told, yeah. Hey, um, it's over. Just, just, just go home. You're, you're done. You don't really have to do anything now. Uh, they, we tried to have an abbreviated softball season. They, they played maybe like 10, 15 games or so they had like some kind of a season. So they didn't just not play, but I think when people were ready, getting ready for what their 2020 was going to be look like, I don't think anyone had go through a global pandemic as like the way that we're going to start this decade. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, I remember like on Twitter um, on New Year's, everyone was like, 2020 is going to be our year, like leaving 2019 in the dust. Yeah. And then Australia is like, hey, I'm on fire. And people were like, oh, shoot. Yeah. 2020 are looks like. Yeah. Like, even before COVID-19, it was like Australia, Kobe. Mm-hmm. It oh, was, my gosh. It was, yeah, it was uh, just heavy from <laughs> right out of the gates. Um, and it just, it didn't stop. And here we are in mid-August. And as someone, and as someone who, uh, does like as someone who does like a weekly weekly sports show with someone that I went to college with now there's no college football so um I, we don't okay well there well, there is kinda like the big 12 ACC and SEC have decided that they're gonna try and play I sure like I'm not gonna stop them right yeah they're gonna try and just see what happens yeah and we're gonna so we're going to have a season kind of maybe like we, and I guess we could segue that into things that COVID-19 introduced that can stick around. And probably the biggest one is like working from home. All of the jobs that forever insisted that it's impossible. You cannot do from home. You have to sit in this call center. Uh, no, it turns out. Yeah. You can just do it from home and like everything's oh, wait, fine. You can do this from home. Yeah. Um, I think working remotely, I have a friend actually here in Sioux City that he works for an engineering firm. He's an engineer. He works for an engineering firm. And his uh, uh, his firm is just like, you know, I think we're just going to let people work from home like forever. And uh, <clears throat> so he and his wife are like, all right. So they're making plans to like move up to Minnesota because... He's like, if I can work remotely and I have, like, licenses to do what I do up in Minnesota, he's like, I don't need to stick around here. So, um, that is definitely something we're, we're, we're really seeing that, oh, yeah, a lot of these jobs could actually be done if you have a stable internet connection 
and like a, an open phone line and you know maybe the the discipline to do it you really could do these things from home um i mean i don't work i don't get to work from home but i still think it's awesome and especially for parents that if they have the ability to work from home they only have to send their kids to daycare maybe part time or um you know with a lot of schools doing like hybrid learning um you know, parents can work from home even part-time. And on days kids are in school, you know, they can work from home and days that kids, or they can work in the office and days that kids are home, they can work from home. So I I would be totally fine with working remotely, sticking around. I think that's really been an awesome thing for people. Yeah, forever it was, no, you must wear a polo shirt and khakis to this call center job where no one can see you. And now it's like, oh, so I could just do this from my living room and everything's going to be fine. The world didn't, yeah. the world kept spinning. Okay. Like, yeah, that's it's a conference call. I only have to put on a shirt. Fine by me. Yeah. Like uh, zoom and zoom meetings became standard. So my, my mom is an IT professional and mm-hmm. Like, there are still, like, aspects of her job where she, like, physically needs to be there, like, working on laptops, like, like, like physically fixing laptops. But a lot of, like, the boring, like, staff meeting stuff, like, the stuff that you can just, like, put in an email or do in a 20-minute Zoom meeting. It's like, <laughs> the I meetings mean, that could be emails <laughs> are now officially just emails. I mean, she can do, like, 85% of her job just, like, sitting at the kitchen table. And which she's, is probably great. I mean, I I wouldn't argue against it. Like, if I could just do my job sitting at my house, like, do you know how do you know how happy I would be? Yeah, uh, no kidding. And and then all of the ways where we just kind of were like, this is just the way it is because this is the way we've always done it. Now that we've had to change some things around, we're realizing, yeah, that was like always kind of dumb. So let's just. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's just abandon it and just focus on something else. And that's, and I just found the idea of like, no, you must wear, you must dress up in business casual for this call center job where no one can see you. Like, no, like turns out you can just sit at home at your, on your couch and do like 85, 85 to 90% of the job. And the Mm -hmm. world, and the world kept spinning. Uh, I don't think your job is one of those things that like you can, could you do the lion's share of your job from your house? No, I could not. The only thing I could do from my house is make a schedule. Um, retail is not one of those industries. And especially like, I'm not like a district manager or a regional manager where I could do a lot of work from home. Um, I'm in the store. I'm a store manager, so no, I could not do a a single iota of my job. <laughs> I'm right in the thick of it, dealing with all of the Karens and the Chads and the whatevers. Like I'm, I'm right there. Um, so every time you see someone having a meltdown in a Whole Foods, like that's what I do every day, is try to combat that. Uh, unfortunately, so unfortunately for April, she can't just like do her job from her couch, which is really unfortunate. Uh, I would love to be able to. <laughs> uh, 
what is something that was shut down due to COVID-19 that you wouldn't mind if it just like never came back? Large gatherings of people. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I would be fine socially distancing for the rest of my life. I don't like huge groups of people, um, which is ironic. I work in retail, but I, I, I would be totally fine with never attending a large party ever again. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't really do that great with crowds, but I I can see a few of the like the large gathering things. Like at this point in twenty twenty, like do we really need Comic Con to be a thing? Like do do we really need do we really need it? So I'm paying. So we're all going to this huge convention center to watch these. So I'm buying a ticket for these Q and A panels. They're gonna end up on YouTube anyway. Uh, I'm buying tickets to watch these exclusive trailers that are going to end up on YouTube anyway. Like So, outside of just going just to go, I don't really see what the appeal of something like a Comic-Con is. Like, I mean, I'd rather have Comic-Con over, like, political rallies. I mean... So, because at Comic-Con, those are mostly people that just don't leave their, like, their bubble of close friends and family anyway, so... I mean, if I had to pick and choose between what large gatherings we'll take and which ones we're not, like that's not really it's not really my call to make of what large gatherings <laughs> should or should not happen. Uh, we uh, we didn't have the Olympics in 2020. We're gonna try again in 2021, and like there are there are countries that were bidding on the Olympics that apparently the people who lived in those countries just said we don't want the Olympics. So the only ones that want play things like the World Cup and the Olympics are like Qatar, which in 2022 has the World Cup because nobody else wanted it. It's like, okay, yeah. do, do we really need the Olympics anymore? Like, do we I really mean, need the Olympics? I definitely think, I mean, the Olympics have been around since like forever. I think it's great for you know, athletes to have these things where they can show what they've been training their entire lives to do and stuff like that. Um, but if we're going to have the Olympics, then we also need to have like Broadway open and we need to have, you know, the entertainments and the arts open as well. Um, and find a way to do it safely, obviously. Um, but I mean, like I enjoy watching the Olympics. I am not an athletic person by any stretch of, any stretch of the imagination um but i think it's important to to still have events like that but maybe we don't need like the huge crowds and maybe we don't all need to gather in like one country because the olympics are also really hard on um the country's economies because you have this major boom you know because of the olympics but then you're just kind of left with like nothing yeah. Afterward, I mean, they build why, these... if you look at pictures of places that have the stadiums that are just in ruins, it's it's insane. Yeah, because they built those stadiums exclusively for the Olympics, like mm -hmm. the, like the Brazil World Cup. They built stadiums exclusively for the World Cups that didn't have teams to play in them. So when the World Cup mm -hmm. is over, like 
they're basically just like giant parking lots. Like mm-hmm. they built, so they built this giant soccer stadium for the World Cup when it, that was in Brazil in like 20, 2014. And once the World Cup was over, they didn't have teams to play in those regions. So the stadiums just sat there and yeah. there, there's really no, so, I mean, I guess from like that point of view of we're going to build this multi-million dollar stadium for an event that's lasting like three weeks and then it'll just be abandoned. So I guess, from, right, yeah. so I guess from uh, that, so I guess from that standpoint, I'm, I'm not athletic either. Like I was the kid in little league who only played because everybody had to. Like if if they could bench me in little league, they probably would have. It's like I couldn't run, I couldn't throw. Uh, I was, I was just doing it because that's what all the other kids are doing. And I found out really early that I have no future in this, at all. And with and another thing that might change forever due to COVID is how we consume movies. Like because either films are getting pushed back to 2021, or they're just getting released on pay per view. Like Trolls Two did not have a theatrical release; they just put it out on on demand. You could just pay like I think it was like twenty bucks, twenty twenty five bucks. Well, if that becomes yeah. the norm, then theater chains are gonna die because I mean, just think about a family of four, or in in my case, a family of five, because they were me and my brother and my sister. Mm-hmm. Think of how much time and effort it takes to get everybody ready to go to the theater, and then you drive to the theater, find a place to park, you get the tickets, you get the snacks, you sit down. Like, you're probably spending conservatively $100 on food for five people, plus five, plus tickets for five people. If it's a large theater, they might charge for parking, and you might have to... But now, wait, wait, I can just pay 25 bucks and watch trolls too on my couch and i can just sit at home that is a godsend to people with kids yeah it definitely um is amazing to see just how much we can we can really do um as far as like oh yeah we can just drop this on disney plus or we can just make this available to stream you know via whatever we can just drop it on netflix or whatever they're doing um so, yeah, I mean, I saw AMC Theaters is, um, they're opening, I think, on the 20th. And I think there's like 100 theaters that are doing this. So I don't know if Sioux City is included in it. But you can pay 15 cents for a ticket to like a throwback film. I think they're doing Grease, Black Panther, Back to the Future and Ghostbusters. But it's like, let's get rid of movie theaters. Let's have more drive-ins. Like, drive-in theaters. You yeah, know, so that you can Yeah, they're still... making a comeback. Like, drive-in theaters yeah, are making a like comeback. Make a day of it, but... Or make a night of it, but... You know, you don't have to, like, be around people. And we don't have to worry about any of that. Like, you know, the aftermath of whatever we're dealing with here. <laughs> How about, did you see the story that the last remaining blockbuster got turned into an Airbnb? So you could spend the night. It's like, I think the last blockbuster is in like Alaska or something. Uh, And it got turned into an Airbnb. So you and a friend 
could just spend the night doing blockbuster and chill on the last blockbuster, I guess, I guess. Yeah. Which I saw that and I, I mean, it really made me chuckle because that is one of the best things I've seen recently. Of just like, instead of this building, like with the Olympic stadium, instead of this building, just, you know, standing there to wear away, you know, to the elements and whatever, like, they're using it for something and i get that it's probably not blockbuster getting the revenue from it but you know it's kind of a, a fun way to like live in history a little bit it's kind of a it's kind of a bit of a nostalgia trip kind of in the same way yeah. that i hope that like a lot of the i hope that not everything from that era be, I, I i don't want like cassette tapes and vhs's to make comebacks <laughs> like i i mean do you, do you remember? Do you remember cassette tapes? Oh yeah. And if like the tape got unwound, you had to like stick a pencil in it and turn it and hope everything, mm-hmm. like. I, hope, right, I hope nothing got twisted and. So hopefully, like VHS tapes and cassette tapes, never make a comeback. Like, if you tried to explain to like someone who's like f- fifteen years old right now, who's never not had the internet. Do you think that they would know how to use a VHS tape? Um, probably not. I mean, have you seen like those videos and stuff of parents giving like their toddlers a Game Boy and these, you know, these <laughs> these poor kids have no they've never seen anything like it in their lives so they're like trying to touch the screen to get it to do anything. <laughs> and... Yeah, I've seen some of those. I've seen I've seen like kids react to like rotary phones. And kids, yeah. re- and kids react to old stuff. Uh, probably like my favorite thing on Twitter was like there was a guy who posted a meme where he found an old floppy disk, and the kid said to his dad, "Why did you 3D print the save icon?" Because like he's because <laughs> he's only known because he's only seen it as yeah. like the little button that you click save on. Like I, rem- it reminds me of when I was a kid. My dad had like a bunch of like old vinyl records, which by the way, vinyl making a comeback. Um, oh yeah. And I remember coming up to him and I, I'm pretty sure I called them like giant CDs. Like I I was like 10 or 11 at the time. So I didn't really know what a vinyl was. So I, I, I I came up to my dad and I said, these are like the biggest CDs I've ever seen. And he just laughed at me for, I think like five to 10 minutes. (laughs) How about the concept of, how about the concept of you couldn't use the phone and the internet at the same time? I know. Well, gosh, even my brother, he's a senior in high school and he has no idea what that's like. You know, he's just like, you know, when Jacob, Jessica and I were in middle school and high school, like we couldn't use the internet if mom wanted to be on the phone or mom couldn't be on the phone if we were on MSN Messenger. (laughs) Just aged myself, like talking to our friends, you know, like he has no idea what that's like because we've always had like high speed internet so that we could have both the phone and the internet open. And he's like, Oh, they only use the landline for telemarketers now anyway. So it'd probably be fine if, <laughs> like, I've if seen... the phone was unavailable. <laughs> yeah. Like trying to explain, like trying to explain old. Cause like we're, we're in our late twenties. Like I'm 27. You're 20. 20... Stop it. 
<laughs> 27. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're both 27. So we're old enough to know what it was like during, like, no internet to dial up to where now everybody's got, like, an iPhone. So we've kind of been there yeah. through that whole... We've kind of been there through that whole progression. There was a time where, like, calling people on a cell phone used to cost money. Like, free nights and weekends. Like, don't call me until after 7 p.m. Oh, gosh, like, I remember that was, cell phone, I remember. That was a thing. Yeah, either call me Friday night or call me Saturday and we can talk all day. Yeah. Like, free nights and weekends. Like, the idea that you couldn't just, like, pick up a phone and just, like, call somebody whenever you wanted... Like the oh, idea do you that... remember when text costs like five cents a text or whatever? Can you imagine if we had that now? I I don't think I don't know what would happen. Like I think people would like try to cancel Verizon if they tried to do that now. Like, yeah, what... there was one time I ran up I think like almost a thousand dollar phone bill just from my texting alone because I had like two hundred and fifty free texts a month or whatever. And after that, my mom and stepdad were like, let's just get unlimited texting. <laughs> He's like, yeah, let, yeah, let's not do that again. Uh, yeah, like instead of uh, <laughs> taking the risk on that kind of a... Uh, because it counted for not only texts that you sent, but that you also received. So it's like I could get all these texts and not respond to them, but they were still being charged. <laughs> so... <laughs> It was insane. Uh, before we go, uh, there's one thing that when when quarantine first started, you started playing the like the Animal Crossing New Horizons game. Oh my gosh! Yes. Okay, so as someone who has only seen like Animal Crossing memes and has never played the game, try and explain. <laughs> try and explain this to me. So I actually had to kind of try to explain Animal Crossing to my daycare provider. Because the baby loves Animal Crossing. He thinks it's hilarious. Because when they talk, you know, it's like gibberish. The easiest way to explain it is it's kind of like... It's kind of like a, like a life simulator game. It's like a simulator game. And you have this... In, uh, in this one, you have, like, an island that you basically build from the ground up. Um, so you have, like, this whole little village of characters and people own shops. You can visit other islands and stuff. But it, <laughs> it's just, if I can be just so blunt, it's 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 really just, like, garden simulator. <laughs> The majority of my time on Animal Crossing spent pulling weeds <laughs> and planting flowers is a little ridiculous. Yeah, so I, my it's own, a garden. <laughs> my only experience with like Animal Crossing and Animal Crossing New Horizons are just like watching Animal Crossing memes. It's like oh god, the memes are hilarious with like no with like no context. Um, mm -hmm. apparent, like, probably one of, like, my favorite memes are, like, there's this guy named Tom Nook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there was this joke where it's, like, when your wife spends more time with Tom Nook than you. And it's, like, this, <laughs> and it's, like, the crying Jordan meme with, like, a, like, it's, and it's, like, and there's a meme where they, uh, photoshopped Tom Nook into, like, your stereotypical loan shark saying you have a debt to pay and he's holding a baseball bat. 
It's like, yeah, I, I don't get the context of this at all, but like, I find it hilarious. Um, there's a guitar playing dog. I'm like, this seems like a really trippy game that you could lose yourself into in like five minutes. Oh yeah. And the thing is, it's like the amount of hours I put into animal crossing while I was quarantined with a baby is, is a little scary. Like I can't imagine how many hours I would have put into it if I didn't have a baby. Ooh. Like when people, when you see the memes about animal crossing during quarantine where people are like, I don't know what day it is. It's literally what it's like. (laughs) It's like, you just literally have no concept of, even though the game runs on real time, according to the settings on your Nintendo switch, but you just have no concept of time when you're playing it it's like i swear i i was just planting flowers and it took me like three hours so it's crazy that you they used to happen to me because right when quarantine first started i broke down and bought skyrim for ps4 for like, oh my god for like 12 bucks and like i would just get sucked into like this this hole where i would like look up and it's like it's 4 a.m I've been playing uh-huh. for like I've been playing for like nine hours. Like I need to stop, or like I got a hold of an old PlayStation Two. I got a hold of a mm-hmm. PlayStation Two and started playing like old like NCAA football games. So I would so I would play like old PS Two games and I would play Skyrim, and it would just like eat up large chunks of my day because I'm sitting at home and I don't know what else I'm gonna do. So it was. Animal Crossing sounds like it could be fun, but I don't have a Nintendo Switch and I've never used a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> so I I don't know how well I how well I do on it because I've I've never used a Nintendo Switch before. Yeah, I really I really like the Switch. I mean, if you've used any sort of Nintendo um game console that type of like if you've ever used a nintendo product you know you're gonna pick it up pretty quickly because the the controllers have been laid out the same since the beginning of nintendo so if you've used it like a ds or uh like the 2ds the one that didn't open and close it's it's pretty much that it's everything the wii u should have been if i may be so bold I remember the <laughs> Nintendo Wii. I remember playing like Wii bowling. Like that's kind of Yeah, like... and then there was Wii U where you had the gamepad that you could play on and like, you know, take it around the house and whatever. The Nintendo Switch is everything the Wii U should have been. Um We have a Wii U and we just don't we just don't use it. We don't talk about it. Do you think if you tried to sell it you could get like thirty bucks for it? Well, our gamepad is broken, so probably not. I could maybe get like ten. <laughs> well, I think that's a I think that's a good place for us for us to wrap. We kind of hit all of we could just kind of hit everything. We jumped from new motherhood to COVID to just sort of like our walk down technology memory lane. Uh, thanks for taking the time out of your out of your schedule to to sit down and do this. Oh, absolutely. All right. So if you want to check out this episode and future and past episodes we're on anchor fm we're on spotify and we're on apple podcasts and hopefully we'll be on 
Stitcher and Player FM sometime in the near future. I'm still waiting on approval about whether or not we can get on Stitcher and Player FM, but hopefully within the next month or so we'll be on those platforms as well. So for April McCormick Quinlan, I'm Evan Eichen saying so long, and we'll see you next time.